to Live with Domery here at Domery Healthy and Fit. Today we have a very special guest, Aubrey Daniels, and we're going to be talking about her life, her poetry, and what she sees herself doing in the next 10 years. Stay tuned to listen to an amazing interview with Aubrey. Aubrey, so we finally have a connection. I love it. You look absolutely beautiful and radiant, and I Thank can't you. wait to get started with this interview. So, Thank first, you. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you. So why don't we um, first tell everybody how I found you and how you inspired me so much. Would you mind? Okay, yeah. Yeah, no problem. So uh, my name is Aubrey Danielle. Um, I am a baker, entrepreneur, um, and now social media um, human rights activist. So yes. I actually wrote a poem I titled um, I Breathe For You about the um, recent tragic killing of George Floyd. Um, the whole situation with George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, it really weighed heavy on me um, mm -hmm. as of recently. There's been a lot going on with police brutality. Um, and for me, when I feel those things, I pour it into art. So in this, in this case, poetry. Yes. Um, so I wrote this poem um, and I posted it on social media and it got a really big, a lot of attention. Yes. So, yeah. so I saw the poem and as soon as I mm -hmm. saw it, I reached out to you and asked if I may post it on my page. Not only mm -hmm. did it touch my heart, I felt your pain. You spoke so eloquently, so beautifully, and you are just an amazing soul. And I am honored that you. you came across my page that day because I feel like I was meant to find you. And you are just such an inspiring, beautiful woman. So with that being said, thank you. Thank you for letting everybody know. Um, the video is actually on Aubrey's page and it's also on my Instagram page. Um, it's a two-parter and it's absolutely just inspiring, beautifully written by a beautiful soul. And I can't thank you enough. And I know that you just graduated from yes, school. I did. How does that feel? Um, it feels, it's a really weird feeling. Um, it's already weird graduating, but then being, <laughs> you know, the infamous class of 2020, uh, that's pretty crazy on top of it also. But overall, it's an amazing feeling and I'm, I'm so excited for the future, so. That's amazing. And I love that. And I love that you said that you are now a large, huge advocate, voice for um, the black community, voice for young black men and women yourself. You are an entrepreneur and you started your entrepreneurship while you were in high school, baking. Middle school. Middle school, sorry about yeah. that. I started when I was 11. That's amazing. And the, uh, the decorations and everything that you did were incredible. Mm -hmm. So are you going to- Thank you so much. You're welcome. Are you going to continue to become a baker or do you want to combine all of these worlds together through your art, through your baking and through your, your word of speech and poetry? Mm -hmm. So actually going into college, I know it won't be the same as far as my business. Um, but with my business degree, um, going into Virginia State University, 
Um, I'm hoping to create a business that can help other kids and teens kind of hone in on and create um, their own businesses through their own creative passions. Mm -hmm. I found that being a young person and having a creative business was definitely hard. And I find that other kids with creative talents often come with a lot of baggage, just a lot of heaviness, and they pour that into their own businesses. And that's what I did for myself. And so I'm hoping to be um, a mentor and a support for those kids um, who also go through that. Oh, that's amazing. And I know you're going to do it. I just know it. So let me ask you this. what is your favorite poetry book you've ever read? Like, is there one that stands out? Do you love all poetry? What are your favorite things that you love to read? So I actually haven't read a poetry book yet, which I probably should do. But one thing <laughs> that I have loved to read is um, the poetry from the Harlem Renaissance, um, kind okay. of from the early 20s, how black people created their own world as far as art. And that's how I got into poetry, actually, um, learning about it in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I had an amazing 11th grade English teacher that allowed us to learn about those things and allowed me as a young black person to speak on those things. I had never had a teacher when we had talked about black history who would ask me about my experience. Um, So that was really special for me. So that's amazing. So is there one poem that you really love that you that you keep by you and that you read consistently? Um, The one that I can um, think of off the top of my head, I believe it's called I Too Am America by Langston Hughes. Would you like to Um, tell us? What was that? I'm sorry. Would you like to read that to us? Oh, I don't have it with me right now. (laughs) I thought you might have known it by heart. Sorry about that. Um, I would love for you to. I would love for you to share that with us on your page so we can see it. It would be beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, So moving forward, you know, in life with everything going on, you are a graduate of 2020. 2020 has been an incredible roller coaster ride of a year. But as we spoke prior to our interview. We talked about how bullying and racism and everything were really affecting you as a young age. So do you want to share some of those feelings with us? Yeah, so um, growing up in middle school, I experienced a bit of bullying. Um, I would say growing up not being an athlete, not being a singer, not being a dancer, like you're not popular. I wasn't popular in middle school. Mm-hmm. And everyone just wants to fit in. And, you know, little kids are mean. They can be very mean. They can be very harsh. And so that kind of discouraged me from what I love to do, which was baking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I dealt with that. And But I ended up just taking that hardship and that um, grief and pain that I felt from that mm-hmm. and putting it into my art. And then that's what brought me here today. So Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful, but I'm sorry that you went through that. Um, I know that I want you on my team. I am doing an anti-bully program. I launched the video a couple weeks ago about people bullying people, and it's not just your age group. It is from whenever anyone can speak to the day we can't speak. People are yeah. bullying. They are There's racism. There's just so much cruelty in the world. And we need to continue to bring forth 
the light and the passion of love for mm-hmm. every human being and move forward with that stance. And I'm honored that um, you're standing up for what you believe in, what everyone believes in, and what we need to do moving forward in 2020. And I believe you're going to be a huge presence for all of us. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's not enough kindness in the world. Nowadays, people have really stirred away from that. And that's really the base of everything, just kindness, happiness, gratefulness. Um, and I feel like that needs to be poured into us more from a younger age. So Exactly. Um, and as you've seen through my page, I am all about even though there's hardship and there's hatred in the world, there's always the light and the sunshine of the positivity that you can find, even when your world feels like it's coming down and crushing down around you. And it's building that support and that love towards one another. And Uh there, you know, diseases don't have a discrimination. It just, it's a, a disease. Why would yeah. the world have discrimination? Yeah. So it's just, we we are one. We are all the same DNA, but different DNA. We all have beautiful hearts and souls. And when we find someone that isn't kind, it's reach out to them. They're hurting mm-hmm. and there's something going on in there that we need to help them find the light and I believe that's what you were trying to share with us that day that you wrote that beautiful poem Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's definitely my goal in life I feel like even if you don't agree with someone even Mm -hmm. if you don't agree with their views or how they live their life even a lot of people use um their religion as far as an excuse to hate on people even if you're religious beliefs don't line up with someone else's or someone else's way of life there's no need to hatred towards them you know what I mean so, exactly yeah. I I am 100% alongside you with all of that mm-hmm. it does not matter if we are Catholic or Jewish or whatever our religion are it does not matter where we grew up it doesn't matter what car you drive or mm-hmm. what color we are or what race is in our bloodline it does not matter we are the human race mm-hmm. We are the world, and our world is a melting pot. And we Mm -hmm. need to come together as one community, one love, one life. And the more we get more of this out there in the world, the better our world will be. And you, Mm -hmm. I believe you're going to take this year, 2020, and you are going to make it shine. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Me too. I feel like it's always, or not I feel like I know, it's always after hardship, after grief, mm-hmm. where you launch the most. I was I talk to my mom about this all the time. Um, she told yeah. me that some of the biggest companies like Uber or Apple have started in times of hardship, you know, yeah. in times of depression. And so that's what I'm taking with me. Yeah. I, and I believe you're going to do it. And I hope that you start your own podcast. I'll be your first follower. I think that will be amazing for you to have your own podcast and start speaking and interviewing and doing everything that you can to share the light and share the, and also not just share the light, but share the 
the the darkness that's within you know unfortunately we all have a piece of darkness and mm -hmm. the worst thing to do is to let that darkness eat us up and to move forward and once we recognize that we become much more of a brighter light for everybody and yes yeah. we just need to keep inspiring and keep moving forward and i um yeah i just i see you also writing do you journal a lot I've tried to journal in the past. Um, I actually, growing up in middle school, mostly into high school, I dealt with a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, sadly. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I had to take it upon myself to um, reach out to a therapist and, you know, reach out to my parents and say, this is what I need for myself. Um, and I feel like more people mm -hmm. should, be, should be able to do that and not be afraid to talk about mental health. Um, and in therapy, you know, that's one thing they teach you. Yeah. That I, I was told to, you know, try writing down your feelings. Yeah. yeah. And so I would try to do that. But whenever I would try to do that, it wouldn't work out for me. I was like, I don't know what to write. But then when I would put it into some artistic form, which is poetry, the words would just flow out. Yeah. And so, yeah. Nice. So that's my way of expression. That's my way of putting my thoughts into action. So Yeah, I love that. And it's beautiful. And um, Thank you. I love the fact that you just brought that up because we are a world of trying to hide behind, I call it the iron gate, that we feel like mm -hmm. we have to fit into this perfect box of what's the perfect woman, what's the perfect man, child, whatever, home, there is no perfect. There isn't. If there was, we'd all Never be clones, yet. right? We're not clones. We're human beings. Mm -hmm. And we need to accept and acknowledge the fact that there is depression. There is anxiety. There are suicidal thoughts yes. when words are being used and said that are hurting us. And mm -hmm. it's you hide behind the iron curtain is what I call it, or the computer screen, and you're sending out messages that are hurtful, and we need to stop this. So mm -hmm. that's why I decided to run the campaign every Monday. There's going to be someone with me, like, doing a human rights campaign on stopping bullying, stopping racism, stopping cruelty. And it's not mm -hmm. just human, it's also animal cruelty and yeah. moving forward in the world that we are in today, mm -hmm. 2020. It was supposed to be the beginning of this bright white light. And we didn't mm -hmm. start off that way. But it's no. all about you and your friend and your mom and your dad and their cousins and moving forward and me and my husband and my children and everyone moving forward together to create a better world and a better life. Yeah, definitely. I would say that um, some of, I found that some of the people who seem to be the happiest, who seem to always be bouncy and bubbly are always the people who are depressed Not always, but sometimes people that are hurting the most. That was me. I was always a person laughing, always a person mm -hmm. dancing, and then I would go home and cry myself to sleep. And so I feel like it, we need to bring more awareness to checking up, checking up on your happy friends because exactly. they might be hurting the most. I love how you just said that because um, 
just to go back a little bit in time, growing up, I was bullied constantly. I had learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. I was in and out of the hospital chronically as a child. I had to stay back, and I got made fun of so much, and nobody wanted to be my friend. I was like the little girl in the mm-hmm. corner, right? Um, yeah. And then I had to learn to just put that smile on and mm-hmm. keep going, even exactly. though it killed me inside every day. And I write about it in my book, Living with Phantoms, and mm-hmm. how cruel the world can be, but how we build this wall of what we think is perfect. And then you know what I realized? At the age of 52, there isn't any. All you have to do is look in the mirror and accept you for you and love Mm -hmm. you and then share your light with the rest of the world. And that is exactly what I saw in you that day. You were sharing your light. You were inspiring the world and you inspired me. Thank you. And I really, that means a lot to me. I really Uh, will forever, forever be grateful for you for doing that and having the bravery. Oh, thank you so much. To stand up and do what you did. It Mm -hmm. was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it it was definitely really hard um, growing up. Another reason I got teased was because I was that girl who always had to say something. Mm. Okay. Um, in situations. Um, and so it was really, really hard for me to post that one vulnerable, being vulnerable, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, two also, you know, I'm going into a new school and then I didn't want to be known as like that girl. You know, I didn't want to have an identity before always, before already going into somewhere new. Um, but I'm just really thankful for the environment that I am going into. I see a lot of my friends that I've made, like in the comments, going to my college who are really supportive. Yeah. Um, and that means that means the world to me because I didn't have that growing up. Yeah. Well, you have it now. You now have a platform to keep shining your beautiful light and that Thank be- you. and your face and your creativity. So, do you actually see maybe your entrepreneurship with the bakery becoming like a voice? Like your your cupcakes could become a voice, yeah. like a phrase, a cake, whatever you do, like the name of the bakery, whatever you end up doing. And d- through school, are you going to try to do a little bake thing through college and maybe create like a community of the college and togetherness? Yeah, hopefully. Um, I've always seen my baking going somewhere else you know people have told me they're like oh when you have your bakery when you have this but I've always told myself I don't want just a bakery you know Mm -hmm. I don't want just a cupcake shop on the corner and that's amazing if that is you and that will be amazing if that's part of my journey but I just see my life going so much further than that yeah and for me I've had experiences in the past where you know I've doubted myself and I've doubted what I've done and I'm like what is me making some cupcakes gonna do for the world because I've always wanted to make a difference in the world Mm -hmm. um and then I really had to sit with myself, and it took me about a year or so to kind of really figure it out and get back into it. Um, and then I realized, you know, me making cupcakes, cakes, I'm being a part of someone's experience that they're going to remember forever. You know, being a part of someone's wedding, baby shower, they're going to remember that forever. And so that's that's what brings me the most happiness and contentment. So I definitely see that going through in college, though. So. 
I love that. I love that. I actually see it bigger, honestly. When I, you know, I studied your Instagram, I went through, and you have a few posts, and then you have your bakery one, and how you just created, and then what you're doing today, what the impactful mm -hmm. thing is today about black history, black life matters, and making a difference of the positivity in the world. I actually mm -hmm. see you doing more of the bakery slash the public speaker, coffee shop and jazz and like just bringing it all back and yeah reliving like history and creating that beautiful what we all love you know the mm -hmm. the grandma's cookies and the poetry that you were talking about that you learned in 11th grade to where you are today and what you went through and it could even be you know speakers night you have like someone come on in and do a guest speaking event about mm -hmm. life anxiety like I really see you taking this even further after yeah, you thank graduate you. thank you I definitely I hope to be a voice for those who don't who feel like they don't have yeah. a voice Mm -hmm. And um, hopefully in the future, when I say I want to create a program, I definitely would like to focus it in on either women or minority students, um, yeah. just because, you know, we are the <laughs> being oppressed in society, and um, mm -hmm. I hope to do that and hopefully create something that is either free or very affordable and give those to give a voice to those who feel like they don't have one. And also, when I say the arts, I don't just mean like dancers and singers mm -hmm. I mean like the arts that you wouldn't necessarily consider art like for me baking is art poetry is art so really what anyone considers their form of art so I love that and that's why I think that when I said I envision you in this grand scheme of everything it's kind of mm -hmm. like the world of Aubrey welcome with light and this is my vision this is mm -hmm. what I want to move forward with I just, yeah, I just really, really see that. And I hope it comes true. And I will be right you. next to you, cheering you all the way. I'm going to be following you all the way through college and what's going on and what's happening with you. And thank you. I just, um, you inspired me. And I will continue to have your back and help thank you get you. to where you need to go. Truthfully. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. You're so very welcome. So, Virginia State University, how mm -hmm. did you decide that was the college? I know a lot of people ask me that because it's so far me being in Southern California. Um, so, it actually, it, it's definitely an adventure how I ended <laughs> up choosing that school. So, yeah. Um, me going through high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't even know. I didn't have any inkling of where I wanted to go, and I didn't really figure that out until last summer. Um, so I only, you know, knew that for about a year when I felt like everyone else had things figured out and I didn't, which was not the case. Mm -hmm. But um, that's how I felt. So I didn't figure out kind of that I wanted to go to a historically black college until last summer just because they didn't talk about those things with me growing up. You know, I didn't even consider it to be an option because they didn't talk about it. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I kind of figured out I wanted to go to HBCU, um, and then moving forward, you know, I applied to my schools who had the majors that I wanted. 
Um, and I got into all but one of the schools that I applied to. Okay, congratulations um, on that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I ended up at Virginia State University. Um, I had visited Virginia, I think, once before, um, and it was beautiful. And I have some family down there, and I've always been the person to just want to take new opportunities. And, mm-hmm. you know, I see college as an opportunity to try something different and um, be in a new space where you wouldn't have that opportunity anywhere else in your life. So that, that's why that's why I'm going so far, to try something new. So. That's great. So let me ask you um, a quick question because school starts in August, right? Most colleges, mm-hmm. you start to move in. And that's in Virginia, and I'm not sure if they're still in quarantine right now from COVID. So have you heard anything from the college that you may start your classes online first here while you're still in Cali before things are opened back up? So I've heard a little bit from the school. Um, Mm -hmm. Not much, though, but I know they're giving, like, priority to freshmen starting out, um, and then they're giving you the option to start online to reduce the capacity. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's all I know so far. Okay. So are you going to take the chance to go? If you, I am. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I learn much better in person. So yes. <laughs> yes, me too. I think. Yeah, I'm much more of a, a visual learner than I am a mm-hmm. book learner. Like I've learned a lot over the years how to tr- like really focus on training the brain. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I can't just read something and remember. I have to read something. Yeah. At like 20 times before I remember Mm -hmm. and so I think that's great that you're gonna like go all the way over to the other end of the almost country country (laughs) yeah I mean I grew up in Connecticut so it's super cold I hope you know that Mm so let me ask you this you have down here when we were talking earlier that you write with your poetry because it's so much easier for you to express your feelings. Have you ever tried to just verbalize your feelings audioly? Kind of like you did the day when you read uh, your poetry in the car and you did it on Instagram. Have you felt like you want to stand up in front of a large audience and talk mm-hmm. about what you went through, like a TED talk. Do you see yourself going on TED one day mm-hmm. and talking about? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. I love that yeah. answer. So tell me how, how, where would you start? So I kind of started a little bit. Um, I went to a Black Lives Matter protest about two weeks ago and I actually did stand up in front of however many people that probably, I don't know, four or 500 people. And I read my poem in front of all of them and I said my truth and it was scary, but it was amazing. Um, Congratulations. And that was my issue. Thank you. Um, they didn't ask me to, but they um, opened the mic and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this for sure. And it was like the best feeling in the world. And after that, I'm like, well, that can't be it for me because I see this going so much further. I love talking to people. I absolutely one day want to talk in front of crowds, do TED Talks, stuff like that. So, yes. I love that. That's great. Did you get to record your speech when you were up on stage? I did. Good. Yeah, my brother recorded it for me. You should Um, share that with us, please, if you can. Put it on Instagram. Yeah. It's posted on my page, actually. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it. I'll have to go back and take a look. 
I love that. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's posted on my page. Thank you so much. Um, so you keep mentioning your brother. How is your brother doing through all this? And how is he supporting you in this new adventure of speaking up and speaking your truth and raising the, the, the light, I want to say, towards no more of the world's cruelty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's actually in the comments right now. <laughs> um, I saw him comment. What did he say? Being supported. Um, and I think he was um, sending hearts and he was saying that it's actually over 600 people that were there. Um, wow. So, yeah, having a brother through, yeah, having a brother through all this is amazing. It's also very scary. You know, he's a black man in America, and I think about that every day. My brother, my dad. They're the most supportive people in my life. And I think it's amazing having a dad, you know, showing that, you know, black dads exist and that they're there and that they're amazing. Um, and, you know, having a brother through all this, it's a great support system. It, I always feel protected. I know he'd do anything for me. Um, and so I really am appreciative of that for my strong family that I have. That's amazing. So you have one brother? Or? I have a brother and a sister, yes. And how old is your sister? My sister's 29 and my brother is 26. Wow. So they've kind of gone through a yes, whole... Yes, <laughs> Wow, there's a big gap there. But um, that's great mm-hmm. because they get to share how they have been viewed in the world with you. And here you are, their mm-hmm. little sister, standing up and standing mm-hmm. proud and not being afraid. And that... at the age of you know 18 19 20 years old is so difficult to do and Mm -hmm. it's just you have been congratulations mom and dad for raising a beautiful daughter and a strong daughter and your brothers and sister um thank you for supporting her it's amazing we all need that love and we all need that support from family Mm -hmm. and without the support from family you kind of get lost in the world and you're not quite sure how to find your way back sometimes and I feel that Mm -hmm. you are strong enough and you're going to become stronger with all of that love and support and then you're going to be a mom one day or you're going to be someone walking down the street and seeing someone sad and you're going to just walk over and say hi I'm Aubrey and let's talk Mm -hmm. you know I can see you doing that do you do it today yes (laughs) (laughs) oh that was always me Um, especially growing up in middle school like I was always the person who talked to the people who no one else wanted to talk to your mom just said Uh, my girl is amazing is that your mom Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my mom, my dad, my sister are in the comments right now. They're watching. She so. is amazing. I'm so proud of your daughter, and I'm so proud that she honored me with sharing her voice and sharing her video and taking the time today to talk and to speak the truth. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So what else would you like to share with us today? You're heading off to college. Mom, I'm sure you're having a hard time with this. It's a little bit difficult when your baby leaves. Um, I know because all of my babies were gone to college and then Corona brought them all back home. Um, 
And so they're all home and they're all doing well. And they're, my youngest is 19 and then my daughter's 21 and my eldest son is 22. And um, a strong family is what we all need in life. And this has to start before we're married. It has to start from the family we live within that grows out, mm -hmm. that becomes a brand new family. And I believe that you're gonna continue to be that voice, that young voice to teach that. Thank you. Have you found- Yeah, my dad just said in the comment section. I'm sorry, what, what, did dad, what did your dad say? Oh, he said in the comments that my family all over the world is watching. Oh, hi um, everybody. Um, so that means a lot to me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, my dad, my dad was born and raised in Jamaica, um, and so I have family everywhere. I have a huge family, um, so and they're always the most supportive people for me. So, well, hello, family. Um, thank you for joining, and you should be. I know you are, so I shouldn't say you should be. I am proud to be able to say I know Aubrey, and I know that you are all extremely proud of her. And thank you for raising her and being a strong knit family because that's everything that is everything it yes yes it is yeah we always need to be able to come home and we need to be able to mm -hmm. really speak our truth and what is going on in life mm -hmm. yeah i find the people obviously my family through all the hardships friends come and go but um my family. mom, my dad, my sister, my brother will always be there. So, you you know what? You just said a very good thing. You want to say that again so the young ones watching can hear that. Friends. Yeah, um, I said friends come and go, but your family will always be there. So. Yes, I love that, and thank you for saying that again. And I asked you to say it because the young today's young life, my young life. Sometimes we thought friends were the number one, and friends are number one, but it's really in the home first. And mm -hmm. then, unless the home is not safe to be in, and then yeah. you have to find your extended family. So with that being said, you have a, your cousin is on. She says, we love you, cuz. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have cousins on there. And uh, that's what makes me feel for kids who don't have that, who don't have strong knit families. Um, growing up um, from preschool all the way up until middle school, I went to a Christian school, a private Christian school. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, all of my friends all had um, two parent homes. And so I only knew one girl who um, had divorced parents. And then going into high school, it was like a totally different world. I was like, what is this? This is crazy. I was one of the only ones who come from a two parent home. Um, and so I'm happy that I got to experience that. It opened my eyes and that's why, like I said, like with my business after college, I want to be that community for kids who don't have a mom. Like I will be your mom, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, I definitely want to be there for those kids who have less than others. Congratulations. You're going to do it. I know you are. I definitely Thank know you. you are. Um, so college you got four years to go mm -hmm. during those four years are you going to join the like make your own community do you feel like you're going to do a 
what you did the other night a couple weeks ago when you spoke up and everybody came together are you going to try to like start something new that the university has never seen um teaching um, how maybe. to build a business I mean yeah, I actually, I hadn't thought about that. I knew that I wanted to join a community, maybe a sorority or something of that sort, um, just to be a part of something. But I actually hadn't thought about creating something of my own. And um, in, like, the first year, I probably wouldn't do that. But going into, like, junior and senior year, I could definitely see myself doing that, starting a community. So, yeah. Yeah, I see it. I can de mm -hmm. totally see you doing that. That's incredible. Um, you're going to have to keep me posted. I'm going to have to be, like... Um, Domery mom <laughs> and send me messages on what's going on at school and how things are moving along and um, when you said your cousins were a great support I can honestly tell you if I didn't have all the cousins that I had growing up I'm not quite sure I'd be where I am today and the family growing up I have a very large family um, my mother's side was 13 brothers. My father's side was 10 brothers and sisters. And they all had two to five kids. So my summers up in Maine were packed with cousins. And they were the ones that, like, kept me going. It was like I looked forward to my summers because they weren't cruel to me. They weren't mean. They didn't judge me for the difficulties or things that I was going through. And you're right. Your cousins are around the world, everywhere. And that's a huge support group. And I see really you building. Is, yeah. I honestly see you. I think you're going to end up doing it going into your freshman year. I think there's a thing that you can really? do. <laughs> mm -hmm. I really do. I think... Going into your freshman year, you can either join your own like sororities and moving forward with college and all that, um, but there's also the entrepreneurship that lives within your heart and soul. You okay. wouldn't have built that business at 11 years old if you didn't have it within you. I see you doing something within your first or second year. Thank you, yeah, and like as far as the entrepreneurship, um, side of that, I'm so grateful to have that in my family. There's so many entrepreneurs in my family um, starting their own, their own businesses. My mom's starting her own business right now. Um, my grandma, I loved her so much. Um, she passed away in 2015, but she was one of my best friends. And um, I remember I learned that she had her own business. She had a um, hair salon with her sister for years. And um, I remember her telling me about that when I was little. When I you know, went in one ear and out the other. I was like, okay. But um, then when I really realized that, like when I got older, I was like, wow, like that's where I get that from. The yeah. business side and the creative side of that, I get that from her, so. I love that. So who else has started in your family in entrepreneurship? You said you have a lot of. Um, my mom and my sister. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of cousins, specifically my mom and my sister right now. Uh -huh. um, my mom is starting her business, um, Tawana Style by Design. She's an amazing artist. She's actually, she's a fashion designer. Um, and so she's starting her business, um, kind of designing people's parties, um, party planning, stuff like that. And my sister, um, she's a holistic health coach. Um, so she helps ah. people... Yeah, so um, she helps people with chronic illnesses um, through her own story of chronic illness. Um, and she, I can never talk enough about my sister um, and how much she inspires me today. So, um, you know, pu pulling from those two amazing women, yeah. 
That's incredible. And um, I'm going to have to find your sister to talk to her. So mm-hmm. being a life coach with autoimmune and chronic illnesses is a true gift. And mm-hmm. that's a lot to deal with. And um, I, is, yeah. I really have had so many um, life coaches I've worked with, doctors I've worked with, um, therapists that I've worked with, and working on my own human uh, life tragedies and trying to figure them out. But when you choose that as a career, that's that's bred within you. That's that's you mm-hmm. giving back your love. So please tell your sister yeah. congratulations on that. And um, I will. If she oh. ever wants to talk to me and come on live and do a live interview, I would be honored. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, she she inspires me so much, and um, specifically how she kind of did a one eighty with her life. She was a singer. Um, she went to college for music, and then she turned into a holistic health coach, wow. um, which is you know two opposite ends of the spectrum, yeah. but. It was definitely always in her, and I I pull from that every day um, to keep me going. So that's amazing. And you have to be a special soul to be able to do holistic, you know, life coach like healing mm-hmm. and feeling yeah. the energy of other people. But I think you have that within you also. You really do. Thank you. I mean, Thank you. And you you just you radiate this incredible passion. Just looking at me right now, I mean, you feel everything people around you, right? Yeah. Do you, do, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you um, pick up on the energy around you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's something that I honestly used to hate about myself. I would hate it because I'd feel like, oh, why do I, why do I feel so deeply for people? Why do I feel like I have to do something about everything? Um, and my sensitivity towards that. And now I kind of use that to push me forward. And my sister, you know, she always says, like, turn your sensitivity into your superpower. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I take with me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We didn't talk about that. I can just feel it. I mean, I can see it in your, your expressions, in your eyes. Mm-hmm. Your, your eyes speak through your soul. And, you know, I can see that yeah. within you. And I think you, you say that you used to hate it, but it's actually within you and it's trying mm-hmm. to blossom and yeah you are blossoming and you're continuing to triumph through the diversity of what the world is throwing at us and mm-hmm. what is happening in the world and i can't honestly say enough of how proud i am of you and we've never Thank met you. Um, just mm-hmm. through Instagram and talking and your delivery and how you share your beauty and your life. It's just mm-hmm. absolutely, it's beautiful. So, Thank you so much. That, yeah. You're very welcome. Um, with that being said, you want, you're going to he- head off to uh, Virginia State University. Mm-hmm. You're going to continue to shine through your baking. You are mm-hmm. going to continue to speak at whatever engagements you can to speak the truth, your truth, and speak for mm-hmm. others that cannot speak up or are not ready to speak up. Yes. 
in life right now. And I hope you join my team of no more bullying, no more racism, no more cruelty in the world because you would be an amazing part Mm -hmm. of that team. Thank you. Yes, definitely. Um, I hope to go forward with that for sure. Thank you. Thank you. What else would you like to talk to us today? I know um, we really wanted to really let everybody know about your poem that you read. Would you like to read it to us live if you have it in front of you? Or Mm -hmm. um, what would you like to do? Um, Yeah, I could do that. I would have to find where I put it. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I no worries. Um, Maybe someone in the house can run and get it for you. Yeah, it's, it's in my room somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> you know what you can do, Aubrey, then? How about you just speak mm-hmm. from your heart on how you wrote your poem that day, how you felt, and how you feel today after so many weeks have gone by, but it's still happening. So please tell me how you feel now. Yeah, so um, when I wrote that, I, that night I couldn't sleep at all. I didn't get any sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt so heavy on my heart, everything that was going on. I was scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through TikTok, and just seeing like all these videos of all the protests and police brutality, and it was just like, it was, I was just like sucked into it. Like I couldn't stop watching these videos. Um, and then I was just crying and I just felt like I had to do something about it. And I, and cause I couldn't sleep, I kind of, you know, just wrote down what I was feeling and it kind of turned into a poem. Yeah. Um, and so, um, writing that a couple weeks ago, it's honestly, it was like the best thing I could have ever done. And I'm so grateful that I did that and was able to post it. Um, and it, I titled it, I breathe for you because, um, of, you know, the saying right now, I can't breathe because of George Floyd. Um, so I said in the end of that poem, like, even though you can't breathe, I will, I'm breathing and I will breathe for you and I will protest and I will march for you. Um, and just the thing that hurts the most when you really look at the root of it is just because of the color of skin. When I when that hits me sometimes it hurts because I'm like just because I'm just a few shades darker than you you don't like me. I remember in middle school, um, uh, in middle school we had a couple of foreign exchange students and this day it was really really hot in Southern California it was probably a hundred degrees and um, we were doing PE outside with this girl and I looked at her and she was wearing like long sleeves long pants turtleneck all this stuff and I was like oh like. it's hot outside, you know, like, Mm -hmm. why aren't you wearing a t-shirt? I was going to offer her my extra t-shirt just in case she didn't have something. And she looked at me in the eye and she said, oh, I don't want to look like you. And and that hit me and I was like, what? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you're doing this, sweating, about to pass out just because you don't want to look like me, just because of the hatred that comes with that. And when you really bring it back to that, um, that's what hurts them up. And that's what I'm trying to move forward and change and um, even if we can't change the minds of other people and telling them that my black is beautiful, I'm going to tell other little black girls that they're beautiful. You know, even if they don't see it, you have to see it in yourself because that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. So, yes. <laughs> Your black is beautiful. Thank you. You're beautiful and you're 
everybody is beautiful and color should never ever matter the only color that matters is the color in the rainbow that you can paint on a canvas to create that beauty it does not matter what shade we are where we come from and I will preach that till the end of the my time until I am no longer here. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I just I don't see human color. I see the world colors around me that we live in. Human mm-hmm. color is not. I see all of us as one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you know, with that, I that is one thing I try to preach, but also at the same time saying that, like, you know, I do see your color and I see your differences and I acknowledge that. And, you know, I see your culture is different from mine and I will uplift that forever. You know what I mean? I won't, I won't see your color as a detriment to me. I will see it as a difference and something that's still just equally beautiful. So exactly. That was beautifully said. Thank you. Very beautiful. Um, yes. It's got to stop. And I know that you're mm-hmm. one person, I'm one person, but everyone else that's out there that is all for stopping this, the more we speak, the more we do every day, the better things are going to be. Mm-hmm. And 2020 is going to be the year to remember. And we all need to walk away from 2020. And while we're still in it, learning to move forward with love for everyone, for people that you really don't want to love. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you have to go out and be with them 24-7 or you have to befriend them. But you can still show compassion and love. Mm -hmm. And I think that the people that are not feeling that way, they need to be reschooled. And I wish we had a school system where that needed to go over here. And let me teach you a few more things. And let's get down to the root of why you were doing this. Why are you being cruel? Because it is something that happened within them at a point in time in their life. It's kind of like when you go to therapy. Like when I went to therapy, I'm called a fight or flight person with things that I dealt with in a young, young age. So when I'm frightened, I I fly. Like I, yeah. I just, I'm fight or flight. So with that being said, everyone has a trigger of why they are the way they are. But mm-hmm. you can go and get help or you can actually sit down and analyze it yourself and realize, why did I do that? How could I be so cruel? What is that anger and hatred in my heart doing to me and people around me? Mm -hmm. And I think we all need to really start moving forward with that new pattern of learning of Mm -hmm. let me sit down and figure this out because we're not born that way. We're born with Mm -hmm. the beautiful light of the spirit and God and whatever nationality or race and culture you believe in and faith, we're all born pure. Somewhere along the line, something 
got missed. Yeah. Yeah, and that it, it starts within you. You know, you have to look at yourself first. Um, I saw a quote that said, maybe 2020 isn't over. Maybe this is the year for change that's been needed for a long time. And it really does start within you, you know. Mm-hmm. You or people, as white people or as non-people of color, you have to look within yourself and say, what have I done to add to the problem? And even if you have added to the problem, doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you are ignorant and that's not a bad thing it just means you weren't taught the right way or you've like you said it's like been a ripple effect or something like that um and so if someone tells me something that I offended them I'm not going to try to figure out why I shouldn't have offended them I'm just going to change it call people out on that in the future um and not do any that anymore not feel bad for myself not feel like I'm a bad person just know that that hurt them and I shouldn't have to figure out why it hurt them or not it just it just did (laughs) and there's probably history behind that Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that is just a very simple logic that everyone needs to learn as far as like racism offending people and then also just like being kinder to people you said something that hurt them yeah exactly and when you're you're, we're going to be running out of time in a little bit um, and I don't want you to like be cut off short I believe you're right Mm -hmm. 2020 is the year of learning it's the year of growth and it's yes. the year of discovering how to be a better human, how to be a mm-hmm. better light of positivity through around the world, mm-hmm. and to treat everybody equally. Yes. Yeah. As, you know, Black Lives Matter, the movement, it's not a political issue. It is a human rights issue. It's just mm-hmm. me wanting to, my right to be able to walk outside and not fear the people who are supposed to protect me yes. and it's as simple as that you know doesn't matter like politically what side you stand on it's just it's a human rights issue and that's the base of all of it so. you're right it is a human rights issue and we shouldn't be afraid mm-hmm. of being to walk yeah. out or who we're with and be afraid of where we go we need to mm-hmm. feel comfortable and protected in our own homes and our own places of where we go to celebrate and have joy and love and I really think it's not going to happen overnight but Mm -hmm. we will continue to move forward Mm -hmm. yeah if I would leave off saying anything it would be that your voice matters whoever's watching this you know your voice does matter you may think you're just one person that's how I thought like oh I'm just one person how can I make a difference but you don't know how you calling someone out on something, you speaking Mm -hmm. your truth, how that's going to ripple effect. Who That one person you affect, who they're going to tell. And from, you know, then on, you don't know where it's going to go. So one person is so much bigger than just one person. You're so right. And um, I know that when I posted your video on my page, I sent it to every single person I followed. So it went out to Mm 5,000 people of the people that I follow. And I hope that they shared it to everybody else. And I don't want it to just stay at that part of my page. I want to repost it again, if you don't mind, a month from now. Yes, of course. (laughs) And keep, you know, moving forward and not forgetting what we've all gone through. It's not Mm -hmm. slept under the rug. You know, it's not just let's tuck it over here for now. It's let's continue to move forward. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Pushing forward is the main goal in all of this. And um, 
I used to say, like, oh, I want things to go back to normal as far as 2020 and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Then I thought about what my normal was, and I was like, no. (laughs) I don't want things to go back to my normal because that was just fear all the time. And um, like you said, things aren't going to change overnight, but things have to change eventually, and I truly, truly believe that they will. Um, They can't not change with everyone speaking up right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we have to remember it doesn't happen overnight. And mm-hmm. all of everything that has happened, never forget it. Yes. Continue to move forward, help teach one another, and just raise up your hands. And if you think you are not a voice that can, will be heard, make your voice heard. Mm-hmm. Because one person I found your video. Yeah, my, one of my friends told me that. Um, she was saying, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I found your video. I was meant to find it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I was saying, yeah, my friend was telling me that. She was saying that, um, you know, you didn't have a platform, Aubrey, so you created you created one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, through everybody posting my things, or yeah. my, thing, my video, um, everyone reposting it here and there, um, I know at least a hundred to hundred fifty thousand people have heard my voice. Um, heard just looking voice. at the numbers, and that's just the numbers, you know. And that's yeah. not people who have shared it um, physically and this and that. So that to me is, I'm very grateful for that. And I'm grateful that you did it, and I'm grateful that you mm-hmm. are a young soul, spirited and ready to move on to the future of a brighter, new, beautiful world. And mm-hmm. you are going to continue to shine, Aubrey. That's shift. It says, Aubrey, you are adorable and love what you are about. Um, keep doing your thing. That was a dear friend of mine from Shift Mind, Body, and Soul. And it's all about mm-hmm. loving everybody. And it does not matter what color we are. And thank you, Shift, mm-hmm. for sharing that. And everyone for watching today. Thank you so very much. I truly appreciate it. Continue to follow Aubrey's story through her Instagram and through her entrepreneurship of her bakery goods. And I'm going to keep following you all the way through college. And I'm probably going to be like, hey, when are you graduating? Because I need to get there. (laughs) So um, (laughs) thank you. It's just I'm proud of you. Keep doing what you do. Keep being you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're very um, all welcome. glory to God um, for all his opportunities that he's given me. Yes. And thank you for this opportunity. You're very welcome. Thank you for coming on. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for joining. And so honored that we had Aubrey today. She is such an incredible shining star.